It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody! What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give the Kicking Out podcast that five-star rating. These boys want to be five-star KOP. Don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for great merchandise from the Kicking Out podcast. That way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so. Get that dude some pants. This is the first, boys, a rabbit hole in the closing. And now let's get right into it. It's another episode of the Kicking Out podcast. It is Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Paul Zartman, joined by my co-host this week, as always, every week, Austin Shepard. Welcome, Shep. How you doing tonight? Good. I'm glad to be back this week. I missed last week. We had a little, uh, had a little wedding I had to attend to out west. Just... It, it happens. It happens. It happens. I only have one to attend still, so that's that's down the road. But uh, yeah. I got I got that in the mail today too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're a slacker. I got mine last uh, yesterday. Yeah, well, maybe I didn't I pay attention. Or Monday. I don't know, but yeah, I got it. Either way, <laughs> I'm thinking about going. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just to save the date, so you still got time to decide whether to go or not. I think it'll all depend on what happens at uh, Revolution. Good point. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, you ready to get into Dynamite so we can get started on our predictions? Wait oh, a minute. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, I forgot because it didn't happen last week. What are we drinking tonight, Shep? It didn't. So so the Casa Azul is backordered. They cannot ship it to me. And I was just like, I've, I've had the same tequila for like the last three shows. And so... And I know a lot of tequila snobs out there, and I'm not a tequila snob because I don't know shit about tequila. So I broke down, and I bought a bottle of this. Okay. Guess who, guess who endorses this tequila or says it's his tequila? Mm, Dax Harwood? No. no. If you look at this signature, that is Dwayne Johnson. Mm. He's kind of famous, isn't he? Uh, I've heard of him once or twice. Yeah, so I think so, he dressed up in a pink tutu once. Yeah, well, hold on. Here. Oh, there that like that. Nice pop. So, yeah, we're gonna go with his the uh, reposado. Um, it's all you know. Dax Dax always talks about all the natural stuff. This is gluten free and all that stuff that I don't understand. One hundred percent agave. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pour a little out there. Again, I'm trying to learn to drink. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm trying to learn to drink tequila. I'm a vodka guy, but yeah. I know I got my. Oh, look at that. There we go. How about that? Hey, FTR. Yeah, I got my camera. There we go. So we're gonna try this. Uh, Tremana. 
Small batch of tequila reposado from the one and only, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Let's try it. As he takes his drink. Mm. What are we thinking here? Tastes like tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Is that is that a good taste like tequila? A bad taste like tequila? Um, what are we rating this thing? I don't know, man. Let's try this again. So it's not your it's not your rock gut tequila for sure. Okay. Um really smooth actually towards the end. All right, all right. At, at first, it's a little harsh, I feel like. And I'm not going to get into the, the flavors. It says it's going to be, I don't know, I read it earlier. It has some flavor, caramel and all that BS. But at first, it's a little harsh. Mm. But once you drink it, it's it's pretty damn smooth. Warms you up a little bit. Yeah, so Tremana, there it is again. Durant, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson's. Again, I know it's a, the tequila snobs like, Harp on him a little bit, but um, I'm a, I'm new to the tequila game, so that's gonna get a uh, that's gonna get a uh, six two six point two. All right, all right. There you go. All I mean, right. we're gonna finish this, and then we got the old backup here later on tonight. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, are you ready to get into some dynamite? Let's do it. All right. We kick the show off with the All-Atlantic Championship match. Champion Orange Cassidy defending against Big Bill with Stokely Hathaway. Hey, I didn't. I I said it the proper way, just for you tonight. Yeah, yeah, you did. You sure did. Um, the match starts off with Orange Cassidy kind of rolling around to get away from Big Bill as we expected him to. Uh, towards the end of the match, we get back inside the ring. Um, uh, Big Bill goes for a move, but it gets blocked, and uh, Orange Cassidy hits Stun Dog Millionaire, then a DDT and an Orange Punch. Cassidy lands a second Orange Punch, and he nails a third from the top rope to retain. <sighs> Look, I, I be I become an Orange Cassidy fan of late. Um, I I think Morrissey. I'm gonna call him Morrissey because that's his freaking name. I think he has a spot in AEW. I think he has a spot where he could thrive. Um, but I, they made him look like a monster in this match, which I think mm-hmm. is great. Um, but when not when when did in a normal title match? When you put your opponent through a table, is that a DQ? Right. Okay. I, I I wondered that, but that okay. seems to happen a lot in AEW. It does. I mean, Rick Knox might as well have been officiating, was he? Uh no, yeah, was he? No, like, it, no it, was it was the bald Kirk. guy. Yeah, Kirk. That's no, Knox. The Kirk no, guy. the other bald guy. Oh. Maybe. Anyways, I don't know. I this thought I thought like, from tonight. You, you slam your guy through a table. That's a DQ in a title match. Um, yeah, I, I could I could go like it, like at the end of this match. I'm like, man, is this how Dynamite's going to go? 
Um, it was just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing special about it. Nothing it was... special about it. I mean, I know, I know Orange is going to go over. Uh, he took a beating, which I think you have to do with, with Morrissey size. So, yeah, I, I think they did it okay for them. It just, just wasn't a fan of it. It was okay. Yeah. You know, I thought the most entertaining part was Dan Housen trying to curse everybody. Again. Leave it to good old Dan Housen. Yeah. Yeah, leave it to Dan Housen. But I, yeah. I'm trying to scroll through Twitter real quick and see if I can find out who the ref was for that match. And I am not finding it. So uh, I'm not going to tell you. Well, it was the guy with the black hair and the crew cut. Yeah, yeah. I this is one I I didn't pay too much attention to the ref for. So, um, yeah, yeah. Crew cut guy, you're right. Yeah, you're right. All right. Um, yada yada yada. Find where I was. Next week, go backstage. We see Moxley. Um, after last week's match. And he says his blood tastes like victory in life. He claims he lives for this, and you don't want to go down a dark alley with him as only one comes out. And he reminds Adam Page that he wanted this. He says this time he will leave no doubt as Page is a great wrestler and man, but he's not the same animal as him. One of the better promos from Mox, and I don't know if it was because of the uh, blood just dripping on the floor, which the cameraman was so smartly uh, dropped down on so you can see it. Yep. Yeah. And it just kept dripping and dripping. And you look towards the end of the promo, his one, his camera left, his right, I think, right? Bloodied upside? Yeah. His his right eye was just completely caked. He couldn't open it. Um, and he's kept going and going and going, and it's just like okay, that we haven't seen that out of Mox in a while, and I liked it. Actually, I, I loved it. Yes, yeah, um, definitely, definitely felt this promo. You could tell that there's a lot on the line with this promo. If you tuned in tonight to Dynamite for the first time, you could tell that there was heat between Page and Moxley. Yeah, yeah, no, I. Uh, one of the better feuds um, that has built up. I mean, we're going on what three months on this one, you know, with the injuries, the concussions. Yeah, thereabouts. Three, four months. Yeah. yeah. Again, you know what? Love me some TK, but man, if you could continue to build storylines this long in advance, yeah, it's going to pay off at pay per views. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah, I'm I'm more pumped for I yeah, I'm more pumped for this match, even though it's a death match and you're gonna get some gimmick stuff in it, right? Yep. I'm sure Insert you're gonna get, city wire, you're, gonna get some, you're gonna get some tax, you're gonna get all that stuff, but I I'm more excited for this match than almost the main event. And they've done yeah. a darn good job building up to the main event. You know, we we built the main event up here a month and a half, you know, two mm-hmm. months, so yep. Uh, up next, we see uh, the elite start to make their entrance, but before they can really do anything, the lights go out. 
House of Black flash up behind them. Lights go out again, come back on again. The champions are down as Malachi Black and the House of Black stand with the titles. Kind of saw this one coming, didn't you? At the moment I heard Wayward Son hit, I went, yep. yeah. Um, short build up to this feud, which makes me, uh, you'll probably see that later in my confidence picks, but uh, I mean, I want to see it. Just, I don't know, maybe a little more interaction than what, we, what we've seen, but yeah. Well, you you talk about building this. Honestly, they started building this feud during the best of seven in Indy when the House of Black attacked everybody, dropped Brandon, and Malachi walked over to Brandon and told him, you know, uh, this isn't anything personal. This is about the company you keep and made it very clear that they were calling out um, the elite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's just, again, they did that and then really nothing for a couple weeks and then they win the titles and then the House of Black comes back in with subtle hints at things and and then they finally make their intentions known. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we spent two weeks with the Elite with uh, AR Fox and Top Flight. Yes, that didn't need a second week. I thought the first week probably would have been sufficient. Um, so yeah, we maybe wasted a week building up, but I'm excited to see the match. Just would like a little bit more build. Mm-hmm. Up next is a match that I didn't see was paper or advertised for tonight um, because this is normally how you kick off the pay-per-view and that was the face of the revolution ladder match. That thing was stupid. Yeah. Um, I could try to keep up with what's going on in the notes or I can tell you uh, powerhouse Hobbs. It's the (laughs) big gold ring. Um, I I love the powerhouse Hobbs and Takeshna just trying to overpower each other. Takeshi is a big Japanese male, okay? Yes, he is. And, I mean, he is solid. Now, he's not as big as Hobbs, but he's pretty darn big. So I love that they went with the uh, clothesline face-off, I guess you call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, outside the ring, they had one more that they hit the hell out of each other. Um, and then Hobbs hammering the hand, uh, the, the ladder when Takeshna was, and he bent the thing. And you know, it's bad when you had to have three officials three, recognize yeah. it, they run into the ring to, to uh, stabilize it. And of course, but, we put Knox under the ladder. So if it collapsed down, it's just going to fall on Knox. It's okay. It's just Knox. It's okay. It's yeah. just Knox. Yeah. Um, we're saving Aubrey. We don't want to hurt <laughs> Aubrey. I like exactly. Aubrey. And um, we saw the debut of in this match of Commander or the AEW debut of Commander, and that dude is crazy, stupid. Yeah, um, the way he walks the ropes, the way he floats in the air. Yeah, I'd like to see a little more of him. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's in uh, CMLL, you know, AAA, uh, 
which he fits right in with those guys. So see him to uh, come over and have a have a mainstream match. I, I enjoy that. Um, Sammy Guevara. And I tell you what, I know we, we talked uh, how I dislike him, but, man, does he get the heat. Every time he started doing something, he got booed. So, again, he's doing his job. He's doing it well. Yes. And then doing the uh, uh, Swanton on uh, Andretti from the high ladder, the tall Yeah. One. Yeah, not not a short ladder, not the ring, not the top rope, nope. the tall ladder. And and it was pretty close. Like if you look at it, man, they, they set up a little close and he had to he had to tuck that in pretty tight. Yeah. And he did it and he landed it perfectly. So oh, man. Uh good yeah. for Guevara. Uh again, got huge heat from the crowd. So obviously he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That was entertaining. Um, Hobbs and Takeshi were entertaining. Commander was entertaining. And can we talk about how the crowd is behind Takeshina now? Yeah, they're starting to. (laughs) Everybody, everybody kind of dogged on him after his um, wholehearted tribute to Eddie and how he shouldn't do it because he's Japanese, and it kind of made the fans get behind him. It seems. Well, there, there was one guy that came out. Well, I saw one that was Conan, was not a fan of his uh, tribute, which Conan, I feel like, is, um, with all of his health issues, I don't know if he's in the right mind, but... Yeah. um, I think the other one was um, Kingston. I think Kingston was a little upset about it, too. Not as much as Conan, Conan. but... Conan was pretty vocal. Kingston... And again, I'm a fan of Kingston just because I love his his real realness. Um, they they made a comment, or he made a comment. He didn't know why he was booked tonight um, because he's ruffled some feathers, which makes sense after the way the match started tonight. Him and Ortiz just bounced back and they were done. Yep, you never saw him again. They made a comment that they were separated. Took ten guys to separate him or whatever. And then yeah. he was done. So, um, you know, I, I I don't know. Sounds sounds like he's ruffled some feathers, which doesn't shock me because it's Kingston. You know, I feel like he lets his uh, professional life trump his real life, meaning on a day-to-day basis, he's Eddie Kingston. It, Reminds me a lot of Ric Flair. Yes. I'm Ric Flair every day. I don't know who the hell Richard Fleer is. I'm Ric Flair. So Eddie Kingston, he walks around as Eddie Kingston. This is 100% wrestling. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. So. What is this kayfabe you talk about? This is my real life. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know how to spell kayfabe. So. And that's not a. uh, educational joke towards Eddie Kingston. No, that's just how much he believes in his character. Correct. After the match, Hobbs stares down Samoa Joe until Wardlow comes out and he takes out all the security as Joe scurries away. Uh, I liked Hobbs's I've got time comment as all this is going on. He's just like, 
I'm not going to go up there and try to attack either one of them. No, he's sitting in a chair, holding his brass ring and watching Hobbs powerbomb security security guys through security guys. I thought it was great. Um, I keep, you know, I know it's his hometown crowd. They were behind Hobbs, and uh, I liked it. I liked Hobbs, and it, it, there was there was a time where I wasn't a big fan of Hobbs. Um, not not a big fan. Just not. A, he's not one of my favorites, but it was I Team thought, Taz Hobbs. Yeah, I thought tonight played really well for Hobbs. Um, Nothing against Warlord. I'd rather see Hobbs versus Joe, I think, than Hobbs versus Warlow. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think Joe could put on a better match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh up next, it's revealed that Trent and Chuck aren't medically cleared for the battle royal later tonight. But Danhausen says he and Orange Cassidy can be, despite the fact that Cassidy is being medically checked. He says, I don't care. <laughs> With a bunch of tape on his ribs. Yeah, and an ice pack. Yeah. Um, good segment. Chucky and old Trent. And I love those guys back in ROH days. I'm okay with them now. Just I'm not looking forward to seeing them on TV. But for freaking some reason, Danhausen just makes me laugh. When he comes on screen, if you don't smile or smirk, you know what I mean? It's just like, and then he just basically says, hey, we're going to do it. And Cash is like, I don't care. Whatever. So I think that play, it, it was a good segment because Trent and uh, Chuck didn't say much. <laughs> yeah, they just stood so, there. Yeah, they just stood there. So let Dan Housen do the talk. Uh, you know, they, they taped up old uh, old uh, orange and letting roll. So, yeah. Yep. Okay, segment. Yeah. Up next, uh, Chris Jericho versus pretty Peter Avalon. And uh, Peter got a haircut. It actually looks good on him. It's better than that long hair, whatever crap he had going on as the librarian. That was the dumbest thing ever. That was the dumbest thing AEW's ever done. I'm glad we've got the the pretty Peter Avalon back. That's what he signed up as, and then he got thrown in as the librarian because they didn't have anything for pretty Peter. This match was okay because Peter got his stuff in, and I know yeah. that's always a joke about uh, indie guys. Like, I gotta get my stuff in, but... Uh, Man, I thought I thought Jericho looked his physique looked and I'm the last person to judge somebody on their physique, okay? But all of a sudden I think Jericho looks flabby again. He does, he does. Um he reminds me more of the list Jericho. Yeah. Not in shape, but not out of shape. Yeah, like you know, he got into shape here about six months ago. <laughs> It uh, looked great, but I don't yeah. know. The way this match went looked like Avalon was just dominating, dominating, and then Jericho squeaks out the win. If you're not trying to bury Peter Avalon, which I don't know what they're going to do with this guy, uh, it was it was okay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, then they, they, they beat him with the bat afterwards. And and then Starks comes down and, well, the numbers game gets him and Starks is left laying in the middle of the ring. Yep. Yeah. And that stupid purple hat. <laughs> I like this hat. Well, got, got, got the chant. I, I was trying to um, channel my inner swagger. I don't think it came out. Got the... I like this hat. I thought it would got the F you hat, F your hat chant, didn't it? I, you know, I could not figure out what they were saying, but it was I something about saying, the hat. I thought they were saying F your hat. So if they weren't, I'm glad I used the letter F and that way we'll have a, a bad rating going into uh, clicky clicky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still early. I could drop one here in a little bit, but I mean, we're only 23 and a half minutes in. It's early. <laughs> Up next, a video is shown of Adam Page as he tells Moxley he can't take his friends from him, his memory, and this Sunday he will take everything away from Moxley. He takes away his spot at the top of the food chain. He admits he's not the same animal as he hates violence, but this Sunday he will be the most bloodthirsty son of a bitch he has to be. I didn't. I didn't like this promo i thought it was it was a strange page promo and it didn't really do anything for him he didn't jive it didn't i felt like it was almost he read it off of a cue card yes teleprompter whatever you want to call it a little bit of both yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't care for it speaking of teleprompter i brought this up last week in the podcast uh I don't know how closely you watched Dynamite last week. It was in and out. My hotel lost power in the middle of the night. It was kind of creepy, oh. but <laughs> were you locked in your room? Um it was weird. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, go ahead. The promos were in closed captioning in the arena last week on Dynamite. In each corner they had black screens and about five seconds after I really noticed it during the Starks Jericho segment, Starks would say something about five seconds later, I'd see it pop up on this screen and they kept trying to do their best to get the camera away from it. But you caught it every time it popped up. It's really weird. That's different. Different. Yeah. I've never been in an arena that had closed captioning before, but now we know where we need to go. If we want that. (laughs) Um, up next, Renee Paquette is back on TV. Um, soon it's going to be AEW Renee Paquette on Wednesday nights. <laughs> anyway, she's inside the ring as she welcomes out Christian Cage. He says he can't wait to not come back to San Francisco for another 10 years. Cage says he embarrassed Jungle Boy and he has he was done with him until he turns on dynamite and heard him say he was going to win a singles championship this year. Cage says over his dead body, because he is going to win a singles title himself this year. Uh, He has been watching Jack Perry's matches. He's been winning with a roll up and that's fine, but you want to do that or you, yeah. Mm -hmm. But do you want to do that or beat someone down? He already knows the answer is Jack Perry had him dead to rights, but he hesitated and he turned it around and showed how a real man handles business when he left him in a pool of his own blood and piss. 
He says Jungle Boy has no interest in the legacy of a championship. He just wants to take it home and show his family and make some memes. His problem with him and his generation is that they treat this business like a video game. Uh, Cage says nobody can do things he can do in the ring. He is one of one. He treats the business like an ATM machine and he's not milking it dry. Or he's not done milking it dry. But this needs to end, and he challenges Jack Barry to a fight this Sunday with no rules or regulations, just a straight fight. If Jack Barry shows up, he will show he's like his father, and he is a Hollywood hack. He claims that Jack Perry doesn't have an ounce of what he does inside. And at that moment, the lights go out, and we see Jungle Boy Jack Perry digging a hole, and it is eventually revealed to be uh, Christian's grave i don't know the christian thing seemed too drawn out uh the promo from jack it took too long to fire the lights went out and it's like nobody knew what was going on it's like somebody forgot to hit the button and even right before the lights go out, if you watch closely, Renee's looking around waiting for the lights to go out like they should have already gone out and they haven't yet. So at some point in time, and you got to refresh my memory, you might be better at this than I. At some point in time, Cage has commented on... Um, Jungle Boy Perry's father's death, right? Yes. Okay. So I thought when we went away and saw Jungle Boy digging this grave, and then there was a headstone of Christian Cage. Would it would have been I like I almost thought like put his dad's headstone right next to it? Like that's what I kept waiting for is like we're gonna zoom out and there you see yeah we're gonna we're gonna get a little personal here because you've already brought my dad up before. Mm-hmm. So here I am digging this grave for you and already have a headstone that says Christian Cage. Put it right next to my know, dad. So when you lose, dad, he can laugh at you forever. Which his dad was Luke. Is it Luke Perry? Right. Luke Perry, Luke yeah. Perry, yeah. So yeah, put it right next to him. Yeah, like you said. And he can just he can heckle you for the rest of your life, man. Yeah, I I almost kind of thought like that. I'm like, but then maybe that that might be a little too risque for, you know, that might be a little bit uh, attitude era ish, which you and I grew up in. So yeah, um, what I was kind of hoping for was this was the moment we would see him bury the Jungle Boy gimmick. Because Cage called him Jungle Boy a couple times throughout it. And then the longer it went on, he went Jack Perry. Then he went back to Jungle Jack. And I was hoping we'd see him digging this grave, dropping the Jungle Boy gear in it, dropping the the Tarzan Boy song in it or something, you know, as to say, Jungle Boy is dead. Jack Perry is here. I'm still waiting for that. And I thought tonight would have been that perfect opportunity. Like, Jungle Boy hesitated. Jack Perry won't. Yeah. No, you you make a good point. Make a good point. I don't hold the pencil, just the pen. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll do that after the match. 
maybe evolution. Maybe, maybe that's when he hits him with the concerto, doesn't hesitate, and then picks up the microphone and says, "You know, uh, Jungle Boy would have hesitated. Jack Perry won't." If he does that, the following week on Dynamite, he's got to show up with short hair and different gear. I'm okay with maybe not going super short, shoulder length, maybe. Um, but yeah, he's got to drop the the gear. Mohawk and new gear. Get rid of the curls. You know what I mean? But that's honestly what sets him apart from Luke. If you look at a picture of Luke and him, the only difference is the curly hair. Which he gets from his mom. Well, Luke never had a mohawk in 90210. (laughs) All right, all right. I don't think he ever had a mohawk ever. Probably didn't have one growing up either. Exactly. I didn't. <laughs> I've never had one. Um, next, we go backstage to Tony Giovanni, who is with Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. Uh, Hader says she doesn't know what is sweeter, beating one bitch or two this Sunday. Britt Baker then says Soraya can look, but she can't touch as she will never have the belt. Referencing tonight's two former women's champions match if i could fast forward dynamite tonight it'd be this segment and the women's match it was not a needed segment it did nothing for hater uh again and if you're gonna have somebody interview hater do somebody other than shivani because shivani draws out the whole Britt baker thing every single time they love each other I'm backstage with Britt Baker, DMD, and women's champion Jamie Hader. Shouldn't you say with Jamie Hader and Britt Baker? <laughs> Talk yeah. about your champion first. Yeah. I, and and I love Shivani. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't like, yeah, I don't like his connection with, with Britt. And he puts her over any any chance he gets. I didn't like it when he did it first. Speaking of commentary, and this is my first rabbit hole tonight. Yeah, 33 minutes in. Yes. Uh, When when the show kicked off and the camera was zooming around the crowd, did you not see the young guy in the front row had a mask on with a headset just mocking Jackalope? Did you see that? Yes. I think it was the only time of the night he was shown to. Yeah, they probably probably got him away. And 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 uh what what whatever his name is. Excalibur. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know why I couldn't think of it all of a sudden. But I was just like, oh my god, that's amazing. Somebody dressed up with a mask on and put a headset on, making fun of Excalibur. I loved it. I loved it. That's my fan of the night. I know we don't do a fan of the night, but we're doing one tonight, and that's my fan of the night. Well, it's better than the guy that the camera spun around to him, and he just stood there, looked at it like, oh, right as they pulled away from him. Yeah, well, you know, he's camera shy. <laughs> but- not everybody not everybody is camera love like me when I made it to Dynamite when we were in Indy. Uh, yeah, Rampage. Rampage, sorry. As you're standing there. 
I had a couple cocktails, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's got to have a couple cocktails. Mm-hmm. And then you made it to uh, Warrior Wrestling's Twitter feed when you went to see them. No cocktails there because they only sold beer. But yeah. I had really cold beers. And it was fun. You need to start when you go to these shows knowing you're going to somehow end up getting your picture taken without your knowledge. You need to start wearing a kicking out podcast shirt. I, I, I mean, you think old Tanner would give me one. Go to kickingoutshop.com and get yourself one. All right. I'll get I'll get one. All right. As long as they got big boy sizes, right? We got big boy sizes. Okay. I need them myself. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, up next was a match that, yeah, it was the FTW championship match, Hook versus Matt Hardy. We got the Hardy Boys theme tonight, though. Yeah, I thought it was odd. Very unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was odd, but played out well, right? Yes, yes. Um, throughout this match, it was surprisingly back and forth. Uh, Matt had some help from everybody in the firm. Um, Stokely took off the uh, the cast and handed it to uh, Ethan Page. Page hits Hook with it. Thought for sure that uh, Matt Hardy was going to get the win off of that, but Hook held in. Locked in the red rum, and Hardy started tapping before that thing was locked in. Yeah, I thought this was uh, one of be- Hook's better matches, and I love that they they gave him what probably five minutes here. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which we don't get a lot of time when on Hook's matches, and I thought no, like they're normally two minute squash yeah. matches. Yeah, no, I, I I thought it was great. I thought Hook looked great. Hardy looked okay. Um, was thoroughly entertained by this one. Paige is all of a sudden like a hundred percent Matt Hardy's biggest fan. Yeah, but did you notice that once once he tapped, he laughed. You notice that at the end there? Yes. Like he laughed that he tapped so quick. So yeah, and um, I I can't think of. The private party guy who was down there. His name escapes me. It's Isaiah, isn't it? Yeah, the sure. Isaiah uh, or one was Isaiah and Cassidy. Is that right? No, I think it's Isaiah Cassidy and then oh. <laughs> I don't know. Quinn something or something like that. Uh Tanner will correct us. We'll get a text tomorrow. It's this. Oh, okay, thanks. But uh notice he went to do Jeff's motions for the Hardy Boys entrance and Paige cut him off. He wouldn't let him do it. Did you catch that? No, I didn't I didn't I didn't see that much, but all right. Yeah, that was that was interesting in my opinion. But anyway, um somehow I missed when this happened. This had to have happened on Rampage or Dark because I missed Rampage Friday night. Um with Hook winning, that means Hook will now face Hathaway in a uh, no DQ match where the firm is banned from ringside. Which is going to be, I think it'll be fun, but you can't give these guys more than two, three minutes, right? You give them five minutes max, uh, three minutes of Hathaway just running away. 
Hathaway hits him with a couple of things. Hook locks in Red Rum, and he instantly taps. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Maybe maybe Hathaway hits him with the cast and dazed him a little bit or whatever. But yeah, maybe Big Deal finds a way to come down. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you're doing so good, Paul. I was, I was, just like you're doing good. So let's see if you can hold out the rest of the show. Um, up next, uh, House of Black shown backstage with the AEW World Trios Championships. Malachi Black says they'll leave the titles here, but this Sunday the Elite should know they have already lost. I like how um, Birdie King and Buddy Matthews each laid down the title they were holding, but Malachi handed it to, oh crap, her name just escaped my heart. Uh, Hart. Julia. Julia, yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, Julia Hart and let her lay it down, and she's like, we'll see you at Revolution. Yeah, I it's a good segment. Yeah, it was. It was um, short and sweet. Which is what you needed. Yes. Yeah, short and sweet. I mean, I, I, obviously we're going to get into our picks later, but... Yeah. I don't know. If you look at the trio's champions of being the elite, all three of those guys, you wouldn't care who had the mic in their hand, correct? Right. They all three can talk, and they all three have different angles and different things to say, and it all works well together. The House of Black. Who other than Alistair's talked? They each have, but very shortly. Yeah, it's been like one word little. Yeah, a couple sentences here or there. A little poem yeah. haiku thing, and I don't know. I I think, in my opinion, if you're going to put the belts on them, you need to have Malachi still continue to kind of be the mouthpiece, but Julia start to fill in more and more. I called him Alistair, didn't I? Yes, you did. But I, I did. just let it go. I did. Yeah. Okay, Malachi. Sorry, I called him Alistair. Yeah. It, it's you okay. knew who I was talking about. <laughs> I did. I did. He's one of the few people from that other company's other company that I actually knew. But, yeah, I think, you know, there, there's two main matches on Revolution. Main event, the Texas death match. But there's a possibility of this trios match stealing the show. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Brody King is a huge, huge human being. Yes. He is very, very athletic. And he is used to working the Bucks type matches because he did on the indie scene for many years. So um, that's all the indies are Bucks style matches anymore. No, no, not really. I mean, come on. I'm kidding. I didn't know I was talking to Jim Cornette, but. I'll take it though. <laughs> I mean, dude's a legend. I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think this has a possibility of stealing the show. And there's, you know, some good matches on this card. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Up next, the the match that, like you said, can just be fast forwarded. Tony Storm versus Riho. 
Um, I like Ooh. Rio. <laughs> Sorry, that was my impersonation. Uh, well, that's how she says her name too, so uh, it works perfectly. Uh, Riho picked up the victory here. Um, I, I verdict's still out for me on Riho. I've been this way since she came in her first match. I was like, man, she's talented, but she's so little. She's like. 65 pounds soaking wet with the belt on her it's it's hard for it's hard for her to sell especially against a person like storm who is built i mean tony's gotta be close to six foot tall i i would think Mm -hmm. right uh let's go ask uncle google uncle google is gonna say she's 510 511 but probably she still looks six foot tall. She's built. She's got some mass, to, and that's I know we're talking about women's matches, but to say she has some mass to her, but she has some dump truck to her. Let's put it that way. This says she's five six. No. Yeah. Tony Storm is not you five not. six. Then Rio's four four. Uh, yeah, Rio's under five foot. I knew that, but Tony Storm's. Taller than five six. Uh, yeah, Riho is five one. Yeah, ninety nine pounds, and I don't buy either one of those. All right, I'm going with Tony Storm at five foot ten for sure. Um, but there was a couple spots where you know Rio jumped off the top rope for a crossbody, and like Tony caught her. And there was almost a delay before Tony took the bump. Reacted. Back. Yep. You know what I mean? And you can't blame Tony because Tony's never worked with somebody that size. Right. You know, Tony came from the other company where nobody was really that size. They might have been a little smaller than Tony, but it was close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we I could fast forward through this match. You know, till the end, we got uh, Soraya involved, and then here comes here comes Ruby. Ruby just laid out uh, Tony Storm, then turned around, hit Hater, hit Hater. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I can still see a. Uh, Faction coming out of Revolution, where you have the ex WWE girls, meaning Ruby, Soraya, and Tony coming together, you know, versus Hater and DMD. So, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ruby side with Storm and Soraya at Revolution. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see what happens. We don't we don't have the pencil. <laughs> no, and the guy that has a pencil is as crazy as a loon, so who knows? Yeah. Uh up next we go backstage uh to Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes. Um they say this Friday on Rampage they will show while they're why they are naturally limitless and why people will remember their name. I actually kind of like this team. 
I do, but who are they going to face? I don't know. I thought we might have seen that, but I, are, are, no, no. The reason I, I don't remember seeing it. So are we going to see the uh, who's the Brock wannabe that's there now? Mm-hmm. Parker Boudreaux, right? Sure. Yeah, and who's the who's the tattooed ex baseball dude? What's that it? guy, Trench, Trench. So we're we going to see Trench and Parker Boudreaux versus Keith Lee and the Natural Dustin Rhodes. Is that what we're going to see? Uh, probably. And I'm I'm okay with that, but the only reason I'm okay with that is because I think you got to have. Keith Lee and Dustin go over because yes. Trent, tattooed baseball freak. We haven't, we've never seen him work. Parker Bordeaux was a WWE reject that I think AEW done a poor job with. They first put him with uh, Sonny Kissed in that whole faction. What was that called? I don't know. I just came across something um, absolutely astounding on Twitter, though. 35 minutes ago, a video came out. Uh, it's the the Latino girl who does the backstage stuff. Can't think of her name for the life of me. And she's talking with your boy, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And the words out of Eddie's mouth, I quit AEW. And he walked out the door. What what Twitter was it on? Was it AEW uh, Twitter? It's on like three different people's Twitters. Uh, I haven't seen it on AEW's Twitter. Uh, I'm going to yeah, check it now. It, yes, it, it is. If she's a... Uh, 40 minutes ago, All Elite Wrestling tweeted it out. Okay. Here, I'm going to attempt to play it and see if you can hear it. I'm hoping. Can you hear it? Not yet. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm probably not going to be able to play it <laughs> without taking my headphones off and putting them over the speaker and then hoping. But we're not going to do that. But, yeah, apparently uh, Eddie Kingston has quit AEW. I'm, I'm rolling through my Twitter feed real quick, and it hadn't popped up yet. If you search at AEW, you should find it. Oh, found it. Sin, you asked for this time. We saw that it took at there least it is. Yeah. What exactly happened out here? I quit AEW. Had his bags in packed and way you go. Yep. There you go. You heard it on the Kicking Out podcast first. We are so changing subjects. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, man, I love Eddie Kingston, too. I mean, he just beat Jay White in the um, Battle of the Valley for the New Japan Strong show, and the loser leaves New Japan, right? He Mm -hmm. beat Jay White, which was – I mean, I don't know if you watched the match. I watched the match. It was different. It was a different match than we normally seen. It was, I felt like it was watching a 1992 New Japan match. Okay. 
okay, which we don't see nowadays. But I feel like that's right up Eddie's alley. Um, so he beat Jay's White. Jay White has to leave New Japan, right? Yes. So Eddie's still going to be in New Japan. And then there was – he made a comment early in the week that he ruffled some feathers in AEW. So I feel like – I feel like it's a work. I really do. Oh, probably, but – um. You know, with Santana, Santana's out hurt with a knee. Till further notice. Him and Ortiz got into it. But I think on the real life side, him and Santana had a falling out, correct? Yes. So. And that's kind of what led to Santana and Ortiz having that scuff back and forth is because Ortiz was taking Eddie's side. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe Eddie wants a maybe Eddie's taking a vacation. Yes, maybe he's going down to the Dominican. Uh, gonna stay at the Sandals, have a couple cocktails and some chicken tacos, and life's gonna be good for old Eddie. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, all right, let's get to the, the main event. Um, our, our our third member of our team is texting me because apparently he's getting impatient that we haven't moved on to our predictions You know yet. what? That Rabbit guy, hole. how can you get impatient when you're sitting on a beach in Hawaii? Probably because the missus is going, how much longer until you text them so we can go to bed? Yeah. Uh, so the, the the weirdness that was this tag team casino battle royale, we we go into a commercial break with the first two teams out there. Uh, we come back from commercial break, probably another two minutes before the first team comes out. We get a bunch of teams out within, you know, a couple was, of minutes here. Was it, was it every 60 seconds all of a sudden they were sitting? It was. Out? And then towards yeah. the end it would like... Another five minutes before the best friends came out. And then uh, another minute or two before uh, Butcher and Blade came out. But uh, came down to uh, Orange Cassidy, Danhausen, Butcher and Blade. And I'm going to say it. I'll probably get heat for it. But if you watch this match like I did. You saw the same thing. Butcher and Blade threw themselves out because Danhausen was a little slow to get behind him. It was a force field. Oh, okay. Like when Danhausen starts moving, it just pushes people. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. So um, it is now officially set. The Guns versus the Acclaimed versus what's now being called Triple J and the Best Friends in a fatal four-way tag team elimination chamber style. It's not, it's not, really, the best, it's not really the Best Friends because it's not Trenton, Beretta. It's, it's, it's Dan Housen <laughs> and Orange Cassidy. It's, it's, well, it's, the, orange, the, it's Orange Housen. It's Orange Housen. <laughs> whatever Housen. 
It's Orangehausen. Yes. Uh, but they're still called the best friends because the best friends is a faction. It's not just Chuck and Trent anymore. Yeah. You know what? What a great um, – because I had one when I was in school. What a great thing. Like Dan Housen made a comment, you have enough room for more championship in that backpack. It's an old Jansport backpack. Think yes. Classic. Yeah. Did you have a Jansport backpack? I think everybody had I one. Think at least. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, those, those things, things were just, great. Yeah. They're, they're still rocking, obviously. Yeah. The one yeah. that he has has a little, uh, you know, weather to it. So it's even better. But I, I think that's the bags that we used growing up because it looks, you know, it's got the le- the brown leather, faux leather, bottom. whatever on the yeah. bottom. And that was the bag everybody wanted when you were a kid. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, the match itself was entertaining. I loved Aussie Open in the match. I loved Death Triangle in the match. Or Lucha Bros, I guess. Lucha Bros. Right. Yeah, sorry. I loved Lucha Bros in the match. I think those guys are just stupid talented. I really do. The Kingdom. I, yeah, the Kingdom. I think the Kingdom was a little weak. Like I'm excited they were in the match. I think those guys yeah. are awesome. I think Matt Taven. Matt Taven was a uh, – individual star in ROH and I think he could be an individual star going forward and I think Penta can be an individual star going forward if Penta mm-hmm. could uh, be a little better on the mic and I'm not being rude by saying because of the language barrier but Penta could be I mean he was impact champion yeah so yeah. I would I it Penta could work with I mean can you imagine Penta and Daniel Bryanson yeah, Ooh. that'd I'm be that great. One. I'm in that one. Anyways, yes. moving fast forward. I thought this was a great tag team battle royal, even though battle royals can get sloppy and lazy booking can happen. Um, I thought it was great to a point. So, And then, obviously, the finish, I'll let you t- – Take it home on the finish. I, I just did. <laughs> I know. Dan Housen comes from behind to throw out Butcher and Blade. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen secure their spot in the match. After the match, uh, Triple J and the Guns appear as they beat down the baby faces until the acclaim makes the save. Yeah, it's a good way to end the show. Or, sorry, that not segment. In the, in the segment, yeah, not in the show, which yeah. we thought was the you know was the main event, and then all of a sudden we had what like six minutes left, I think, right around ten there. minutes, right around six was to it? ten minutes left, okay. yeah, yeah, um, and then we go to a commercial break, and we come back with uh, Renee Paquette again, uh, welcome out, out Danielson. And she goes to show a post from 2014 from MJF. MJF comes out. Danielson does not allow him to talk. I really like this. He says, I've been listening to why he hates me for weeks, and he thinks he deserves all the things, but MJF has done nothing to earn them as he has taken every shortcut that he can to be a champion. He doesn't think that MJF has fought for the title, and if there's one thing he deserves, 
it was his fiance leaving him. He reminds him that pinning shoulders to mats and banging rats is what MJF has said, and he and he wouldn't his want his daughter to marry someone like that. He has fought for everything through concussions, shoulder injuries, the authority, which I thought was cool, and retirement. He left a job that would have paid him for the rest of his life because he wanted to fight. He says he has talked about fighting for his dreams, and his new dream is to become the AEW World Champion, and he's willing to fight for it. So this Sunday, MJF best be ready to fight with everything he has for a full 60 minutes, and if he doesn't, then he is going to get his ship. Take it away from here. It was a little bleeped. <laughs> He's going to get his effing head kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. That's we, how you end the show. We we read the lips, but um TBS was on the sensor button. Oh, they were they didn't even just stop after the bomb. They just the rest of anything he yeah. had to say was gone. So I I feel like they gave they were they had a little heads up that he was gonna say that, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, love the intensity from him. Thought it was great. And I love the reaction from MJF. Like he was shocked, like, whoa. You know what I mean? Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I thought they I thought they played it well. They did. Um, they did. You know, we're this is this is a big time main event. Uh, coming is it Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. I get them. I get them confused when they have them on Saturdays and Sundays, but we have them on Sundays. It so, threw me off. I literally had been saying that uh, the fifth was Saturday for like three weeks, and somebody so, corrected me. They're like, "No, that's Sunday, dude." Yeah. So we're having a traditional Sunday pay per view. Um, eight matches on the card. Yep. So it shouldn't be a four-hour pay-per-view, I'm guessing, right? A 10-hour pay-per-view is four hours, so. <laughs> or a 10-match pay-per-view, excuse me, 10-hour pay-per-view, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, short and, I wouldn't say short and sweet, but. Uh, uh, no. It's 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 more in line, so, yeah. i say probably three hours since it's a Sunday night. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Thought it was uh, well done by those two guys tonight. Um, they've done a really, really good job building the storyline. So, yeah. Yes, I look forward to it. Um, all right. So before we get to our predictions, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night, Shep. Man. <laughs> I got. I, there's so many options tonight. Um, there are. We saw like three fourths of the roster tonight for the first time in you know ever. Yeah, and I mean, I was really close to pick picking Big Bill. Really was. Not really. All right. That's that's a bunch of shit for me. Um, you were gonna pick um, Stokely, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs. All right. I, I'm, I'm all for that one. I like that one. Uh, and I was I'm, almost a, a Sammy Guevara one just because of his high spot. And it pains me to 
even think I could pick Sammy, but man, he he took some chances in that match. But yeah, I, I thought Powerhouse, him and Takeshina just doing those lariats back and forth, just trying to knock each other over. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs wrestling tonight. All right, well, uh, I'm going pockets, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Hey, he put on two great matches tonight. If you think about it. One and a half. All right. Both matches were about three quarters of a good match saved by Danhausen. There you go. So we'll split it. We'll call it Orangehausen's my wrestler of the night. (laughs) Yes. Orangehausen. What a great tag team. What a great tag team. I hope they win the title. I hope they win the titles. Orangehausen versus Naturally Limitless. I, I picked I picked him in my pool, just to let you know. Uh, All right. Well, I, I guess well, I got to get your, your um, yeah, rating. That's what it's called, rating. My rating? Um, I had a really good rating going on tonight until this match. And I hope people don't judge me and give me hate and heat because of it, but. I mean, I was I was like mid sevens, and then that happened. I'm six point nine tonight. All right. Well, I am a little higher than you. I'm seven three. You always are. Yeah, always. normally. Normally, I always like to be a little higher than you. If 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 we had a better women's segment tonight, I'm mid sevens. Probably. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Seven mid five. sevens. Mid mid sevens. Upper sevens. Other than that, I, I think I text you and Tanner maybe an hour into the show. Like, I know the old timers would not like this show, but I'm freaking entertained right now. Like, this is yeah. great. So, it was. It was good stuff tonight. Yeah. So, all right. Now, without further ado, let's get into our um, predictions for Revolution, shall we? Is that your prediction right there on the screen? Uh, yes, it is. And for those that can't see it, it uh, <laughs> clearly says Tanner sucks. Oh, I can see it. <laughs> um, I have his uh, his predictions. It, are you saying that because he's sitting on the beach drinking a Mai Tai right now? I'm saying that because, you know, I'm the tweener of the group here. You're the baby face. He's the heel. I'm the tweener. So I get to be a jerk. You know what? I appreciate that. I am the baby face of this group, and yes, you are. Yes, yes, everybody, you are. everybody. The Canadians love Shep. The Canadians love them some Shep. They we're do. not going. To, we're not going down that rabbit hole right now, Shep. No, <laughs> no. Oh, I love me some Canadians. Crazy. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna get into our predictions for Revolution. So, uh, I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Um, you get you have the same order I do, so we're going to go right down the list, starting with MJF versus Brian Danielson. You want me to go first? We'll give Tanner's first. Okay. The whole time. Uh, Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I almost thought about not reading them. Oops, sorry, didn't get your text. You're not in this. You must forfeit the title because you're in Hawaii. Um, no, he went with MJF, and he went for eight points. Whoa. 
Yeah, he is confident. I went MJF five. I went MJF six. Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong there. No. Uh, Let's get this fatal four-way tag team elimination chamber style battle royal tornado tag, whatever we're calling it, out of the way. The guns, the acclaimed Triple J, the best friends. Tanner went with the guns for two. I went guns for six. Wow. Uh, I went guns for one. Okay. <laughs> That's all I, right. Uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, confidence in this one. So um, <laughs> <laughs> up next, we've got uh, John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. And uh, Tanner went Hangman for three. Okay. I went Hangman for four. I went Hangman for two. Look, looking on that match, uh, Moxley's up what? Up 2-1, right? Yes. Okay. We're in a Moxley-style match where there's going to be a lot of blood. Yeah. I mean, we, we could tell that from the promo tonight. Um, I feel like Moxley's going to do business, and they're going to bloody the heck out of each other. They're going to do a bunch of stupid stuff, and he's going to put Hangman over. And he talks about how good of a person Hangman is, how good of a daddy is. I love that part. You know, I love that realism in this promo. So that's what made me think that he's going to put Hangman over in a mock-style match. Well, and let's not forget, Mox still has his vacation coming that he hasn't taken yet because he's had to carry the company on his back every time he goes to. Yeah, thanks to CM Punk. So now's a chance that he can go do that and you can write him off television in style. There you go. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. Tanner went Wardlow for six. Woo! I went Wardlow for three. I went Wardlow for four. So far, we've all picked the same winners. This is going to come down to confidence (laughs) points. And somebody somewhere, um, unless there's one match that that might define the champion. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, at least based off of my picks and his. Uh, up next, we got Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Tanner's got Starks for five. I got Starks for eight. Wow. I got Starks for three. <laughs> that could be one of them right there. Well, uh... Up next, we've got uh, Jamie Hayter, Soraya, Soraya, whatever, Paige, and Ruby Soho. And um, Tanner went Hayter for four. Oh. You know what? It always comes down to these women's matches. <laughs> it does. 
I got Ruby Soho for two. I went Hater for seven. Oosh. What? What? Oh, my. I, I don't think it's time we strip Hater of it yet. Uh, what Tanner have? Hater for what? Uh, for four. I went Ruby for two. Good yeah. Lord. Why is it always going to come down to the, <laughs> the women's matches? Uh, I think it might come down to the trios match, too. Uh, we got the Elite taking on the House of Black. And uh, Tanner went with the Elite for one. I went House of Black for one. I went House of Black for five. So that could decide who's champion. The trios match could take everything. If they open with the trios match, we could have new champion at the end of the night. Yeah. Because, I mean, if if we open with the trios and House of Black picks this up, I'm automatically up 5-1-1. Who, <laughs> so Tanner, Tanner went with who? The Elite. Or, so no, what? I'd be up 5-1-0. Oh, Elite. He went Elite. And I went House of Black for a one. Yes. So, if House of Black oh. takes it, the belt's coming back to Fulton County one way or the other. Easy. So let's go House of Black. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of tangibles in here, Paul. Well, true, but you know everything else we agree on apart from that. Um, and the final match on the card, not necessarily in this order, uh, Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. I had uh, Perry for seven. I had Perry for eight, and uh, Tanner had Perry for seven. There you go. So yeah, it'll uh, it it's it's gonna be an interesting interesting pay per view. We'll say that much. Man, it's it's gonna be tight. It is. It's it's going to come down to one or two matches it's going to come um, down to the, it's going to come down to the women's match in the the trios trios match really is that's well, the only thing that has differences i don't know because if mean, ruby picks it up if ruby picks up the victory you knock tanner and i out uh i got hater for seven so i mean that's that's a pretty pretty uh big yeah. advantage for you I'm looking here though. I got the ass boys for six, and you guys are two and one. So that helps a little bit. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Oh, well. Hopefully, Tanner has to deliver that belt to Fulton County, Indiana. Oh, I think he will. <laughs> I think he will. It's just which, uh, which location will he be delivering it to? Hopefully, it's. On Ferndale Drive and not 9th Street, right? No, it'll be 9th Street. Oh. <laughs> let's, go, let's go Ferndale Drive. Uh, well, see, here's the thing. You could have said, fine, I'm okay with 9th Street because you have a business on 9th Street. It's a good point. It's a good point, Paul. Long I'm trying to help you out here. <laughs> as long as it's not 8th Street, Shep doesn't care. I want it to be 8th Street. 
window on 8th Street now. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, it's coming home. Anyway, uh, we're a minute or a minute, yeah, an hour and fifteen minutes into this ship. So uh, I, I think, think that's pretty. I think that's pretty good. We did a it's uh, pretty average, uh, yeah. We did a show review and predictions, and only went down one rabbit hole. Two. For an hour and fifteen minutes. We did two. We did two. You uh, went twenty three minutes in, and then we went down Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a nut job, so. I wouldn't expect anything. If you're if Kingston was gonna quit, that's how he was gonna do it. Yeah, but if I feel like he wouldn't do it on AEW social media, like if he's gonna quit, he's gonna like gonna go for himself. So mm-hmm. yeah. How about real quick? Uh let's go back two weeks. We didn't get to talk last week. I was traveling. Tanner was traveling. Um, I don't travel. You don't travel. You're scared of heights. We get it. I'm not scared of heights. I can fly. I've flown a plane before. Well. You want to fly with me? It's fun. I'm sure you get on a ladder in the middle of an FWF ring and you're going to get scared and fall over. But Ouch. <laughs> you're supposed to be the baby face here, Shep. <laughs> Damn. Anyways, what I'm getting at is, damn it, Paul, what the hell was I talking about? Um, uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks, oh, no, uh, Last Battle week. of the Valley, uh, New Japan. Yes. Mercedes Monet. Yeah, picks up the victory. A.K.A. Sasha Banks is the new New Japan women's champion. Congratulations to her. Uh, still not a big fan, but hey, congratulations to her. Did you watch the match? I did not. I watched some highlights, and that was about it. Uh, it was a, it was an okay match. Did you see who was in attendance? Uh, yeah. CM Punk was there. Bailey was there. Bailey was there. Um. Well, there were a lot of people there that you wouldn't expect to be there. Lars from Metallica was there. Oh, I'm not a Lars fan. Sorry. I was not a big Metallica fan when they kicked me off of Napster back in the day. Assholes. Oh man, Napster. See, there's there's a there's a rabbit hole for you. You know what? I had. Oh man, I remember coming home from school and downloading a bunch of kick ass music. And all of a sudden, I was blocked because I had a bunch of Metallica uh, mixes on there. And old Lars from Metallica said, it's not fair. You know what? You're making millions of dollars, you little son of a buck. Kick me off the Napster, you bitch. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, Shep. (sighs) Uh, Anyways. No, yes. that the Japan show was it was good. Valley. It was a good show. Yes, it everything really I've seen said it was really good. It was. It was a different it was a different match between uh uh Jay White and Kingston. It really was. It was slower uh mm-hmm. than I thought. Um Eddie, Eddie worked an old school match, which mm-hmm. Eddie going over, we all thought. Tanner sucks. 
Are you saying that because he's in the beaches in Hawaii right now? Is that what it is? No, it's because he sucks. Oh, okay. He runs from fights. See, he couldn't even show up tonight to, you know, truly make his predictions. He had to text them in. Do you you think he's got uh, Wi-Fi in Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And a brand new laptop. He could have packed that stuff up and taken it with him. Think. Damn man, I won't. I won't say that. That's mean. <laughs> Maybe he's, August fifth is coming quick. He's preoccupied. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what it is. Cake taste. Cake testing again. Yes, he's <laughs> the <laughs> wild pole. <No. laughs> yeah, he's, he's eating a lot of cake. That's for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I hope he is. Bless his heart. Um, yeah, August fifth. August fifth is wedding. So, like three days before that, we'll have a we'll have a diner, We'll have a podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I hope he's here at least. You and maybe, I will be. Maybe maybe we should go live from the wedding. Can we do that? I. You know what? I really, really tried. Um, we were going to do a mock wedding on the first federal program the day before, and he laughed at me. Well, we. Could... I think we should. Do, I think we should do a live podcast on Saturday. Kop live from the wedding. Yeah, we'll just stream I mean, it. Hopefully, it's open bar, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just got to save the date. That's all I have. Well, I know I got to save. He the keeps everything on the wraps. Apart from you know, it's a really nice location, and and it's beautiful, and it's in some remote little hick town that nobody's ever heard of. Okay, so do we need to bring our own tequila? <laughs> or do we need to bring our own vodka? What are you gonna bring, Tanner? Shep's rolling with both, so be prepared. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I I feel like I feel like this uh, tequila from the, the Rock is is uh, some commercialized shit tequila. <laughs> Reason I'm saying this is the tequila I had before. And I got it through a friend or whatever. Yeah. It was way better than this stuff. And the price is completely different. You know, Rock's getting probably $15 more a bottle than than the tequila I bought beforehand. And the tequila I want is back ordered. They won't ship it to me. You can't get it in our little town of Rochester. So you get... Like, he, like seriously, it's like Dwayne Johnson signs it, right? Mm-hmm. Right there, Dwayne, stamps it, yeah. Right, right there, stamps it, yeah. And it's it's just okay. It's not great. It's just okay. 
just be prepared because eventually we both know Dax is going to release his own Ooh. and you're going to be first in line to buy it. No matter, it doesn't matter if yes. they only sell it, you know, 5,000 miles from your home. You're going to be flying out there, standing in line, waiting. Yes. Me and Dax. Dax is me, boy. Now, the guy that does this podcast, you listen to this podcast? Yes. Uh, Aaron Coon. What's his name? Coon. Matt Coon. Matt Coon, Aaron Coon, Matt Coon, same thing, right? Sure. Aaron Coon is actually uh, a caddy on the professional golf tour, but that's another another story. Uh, Matt Coon, I think Matt Coon is, uh, yeah. Let, I like Matt Coon, okay? Let's take Matt Coon out of the situation. Let's put Shep in there. Could you imagine the interview I could have with Dax? By the end of the interview, you're going to be going. The, 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 no, 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 no. But I'm just going to ask him the questions that we all want to hear. Like, hey, what's your favorite tequila? Well, we're going to talk a lot about tequila. We're going to talk a lot about you know Vince, a lot about TK. We're going to compare them. We're talking about trips. We all love trips, right? Yeah. Yeah. We still go down rabbit holes. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I every time I go to take a breath to pull us out of the rabbit hole, you just keep going. So I'm just like, ah, yeah, sure. Yes. Yes. We don't have an explicit rating for tonight's show, so we're good. Yeah, no, no, I I feel like I was really good tonight. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Coming up on next week's podcast, we'll be joined by Big Bill and Stokely Hathaway. You really want to say some of words. <laughs> no. You know what? I, I will proudly bow out to let those jackalopes. Tanner will run the podcast with those two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's... that's you know what? Those two are... You know, Stokely and Tanner remind me a lot of each other. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, they're about four foot six, 125 pounds. <laughs> you know, they're Stokely and Tanner about the same period. Stokely, Tanner, and Knox walk into a bar. They have one pair of pants between the three of them. Now, wait a minute. What'd you say? Stokely, Tanner, Tanner. and Knox. Rick Knox. Oh, I thought you said Mox. No, Knox. Oh, God. Your favorite ref. <laughs> the, the, the belt's going to be, what, size 24? <laughs> and it'll fit all three of them? Well, yeah, it'll fit all three of them. But they're going to wear pants of size of 30. <laughs> like I said, they all had one pair of pants between the three of them. Yeah. Anyway, let's dig ourselves out of a rabbit hole here as uh, right. it, it's quickly approaching the next day. Uh, so, with that, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to uh, stop by the Kicking Out Podcast merch store and get yourself some cool KOP swag. KOP uh, KickingOutShop.com trying to give the wrong address kicking out shop.com get yourself some great merchandise support a great podcast and look great doing so 
Be sure to follow Tanner on all social media at TannerLee92. Uh, follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27 and be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. Join us next week as we crown a new KOP predictions champion in Fulton County, whether it's Austin Shepard or myself, we shall see. It'll be myself, but you know, trying to, trying to be nice to Shep here tonight. Yes. And FTR. <laughs> Go buy an FDR shirt. There. <laughs> I'm going to win. Just like oh. FDR. FDR should win. But I'm going to win. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. All right. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.